0: Welcome to another edition of Psychology and Fantasy Football. One of the many video series I have on sleeperu.com and smitty1.com. If you want a library of fantasy football learning, it's all right there. Just go to smitty1.com or sleeperu.com. This particular episode is about self-sabotage. Destroying your own dynasty league, redraft league. Destroying your own sleeper predictions, whatever. We're breaking down self-sabotage and how to avoid it. How you make trades you shouldn't make, why you make trades you shouldn't make, how to not be a self-sabotaging fantasy football owner. We, all of us are capable of sabotaging our own team, tearing down a a good team. Making one big bad trade can take your whole future away in Dynasty and can ruin your redraft uh, hopes if you're in a redraft league and you make one bad move at the beginning of the year. Not only will I break down how to not be self-sabotaging, but how to take advantage of an owner that, that can be like this how to get the upper hand in a trade relating to self-sabotage and people prone to destroying their own team we're breaking all this down and more the fantasy football show begins now and you're watching psychology in fantasy football let's go this is the fantasy football show with your host Smitty. back You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty, take a lap. This topic is fun, and I love psychology and fantasy football. Before we get any further. Smitty, what makes you an expert on psychology and fantasy football? Do you have a psych degree? Why, yes, Bob, I do. I graduated with a psych degree. My bachelor's is in psych. So I do know a little bit about what I'm talking about, and we're going to break it down right now. Self-sabotage is when we actively or passively take steps to prevent ourselves from reaching our goals. This behavior can affect nearly every aspect of our lives, be it in relationships, even with fantasy football owners, a career goal or your league goal, your fantasy football goal, or a personal goal like weight loss, or dominating your fantasy football league. Self-sabotage in our context of fantasy football is standing in your own way, stepping on yourself preventing yourself from from succeeding in many cases you you draft a guy because you like him you love jonathan taylor walking into 2021 you think he's gonna absolutely go crazy but you listen to other people you start doubting yourself you start worrying about maybe i'm wrong and you trade him away before week one even kicks off but you drafted him that would be the definition of self-sabotage you had the foresight to see jonathan taylor's rise coming but you didn't even wait long enough to let it come to fruition that is self-sabotage a form of it. There are so many different versions of how to sabotage your own fantasy football team and prospects, and we're going to break down a bunch of them. A lot of what's really going on when you sabotage your own fantasy football team and outlook is you're trying to essentially break up with the player before they break up with you, before they disappoint you. And especially when a player is doing well and you don't want to accept that they're doing well, and you want to get rid of them before the floor drops out, before the bottom falls out, like in the case of Daryl Patterson. You have him on your team. He's doing really well early on, and you're like, it's too good to be true. I'm going to end this relationship before he breaks my heart, and you trade away and give up on and break and sever ties with Daryl before he disappoints you. Now, in some cases, it does make sense. Maybe you know a player is going to break down. You know a player won't continue to do well, and you want to take advantage and sell high and buy low. Determining whether you are self sabotaging or buying low and selling high like a normal trader, that's the whole key. And my video series on, on Smitty1.com, SleeperU.com, all the trade content, all the negotiation, how to trade. All that's going to help hone in on the problems that that create self-sabotage but i'm going to kind of break it down in general but know that every single video i have on trading and psychology and fantasy football all of it together will help you better avoid self-sabotaging it's not going to be one fix or one video or one technique but i'm going to break it down in general how to try and avoid it from a, a grand perspective And that's where I tell you that you are always going to be a student in fantasy football. If you refuse to accept that you can get better at every facet of your game, at every turn, I don't care if you're the best drafter in your mind or you are proven to be the best drafter in your league, you can get better. I think what people don't understand about fantasy football is that it's a learning, constant learning, constant evolving process as an owner. And if you don't take learning, I wanna be a student. I wanna get better. I wanna turn my my weaknesses into strengths. I, I don't wanna just keep ignoring my weakness and drafting around it. If you learn how to improve and turn your weaknesses into strengths, you will become the ultimate super weapon fantasy football owner. You will become invincible. If you're a great drafter, but a bad manager let's fix that manager part where you're tearing your team apart each year and if you win and the problem is sometimes people win because they're such good drafters even though they're bad managers or they're good managers or great managers but mediocre drafters when they win people think the formula is working i'm good i don't need to improve I'm not taking the mentality into it like I can get better. That's the wrong answer. Just because you win, you pull off a win doesn't mean you can't improve. You can improve at every turn and I'm here to help you. And these video courses will help you get better, identify your weaknesses and help you work on, not just learn what your weaknesses are. We're not just gonna identify what your weaknesses are. We're gonna work on them together and get you better. I have weaknesses, I can improve myself. I've been doing this 20 years I can improve at every facet of my game and I continue to try and learn. I continue to try and tweak my skill set. I continue to try and tweak my evaluation process. What went wrong with 2021 was my bull prediction here or my bull prediction there, or my bus prediction here or my bus prediction there. What went right? I was right on avoiding acres and barkley and henry to an extent but could i have done better with henry yeah because what did i tell everybody walking into 2021 derrick henry would explode in the early part of the year and break down by double digit weeks which happened where i went wrong where i can tweak my game where i can self-analyze and say what did i do wrong what could i have done better would have been maybe we should have bought henry and sold him by week six seven whatever and got to take advantage of weeks one through six domination there's always ways to improve your process that's all part of honing in on your skills and becoming a better fantasy football owner it takes a lot of hard work to determine what's buy low sell high and what's bad you know, analysis on your part or my part or whoever's part and what's self-sabotaging. Early on in Cordero's rise in 2021, it was common to think it wouldn't last. So not crazy to sell high, but where people go wrong is they just sell. No matter what they want out and they make bad trades on the way out. In the case of selling Cordero mid-season, if you weren't selling high, you shouldn't have sold at all. And if you sold high and he continued to do well, well, you got a lot for your trade and in the end, you won. Like I always say in a trade, you wanna be right even when you're wrong, and you can do that. When Christian McCaffrey, who I said trade, 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 when he came back heading into that double-digit week territory, and everybody said, no, Christian McCaffrey's running back one, he's back, he looks great, I said, sell, sell, sell. But I told people, sell him so high, which you can do, the market commanded it, Sell him so high that even if you're wrong, you are right. Even if I'm wrong and Christian McCaffrey ends up balling out the rest of the year, which he didn't, he got hurt again. But even if I was wrong and he continued to ball out, the trades I was telling you to go get, which the fair market value commanded with ease, those trades were so good. Even if I was wrong on McCaffrey, I would still be right. Because in the end, McCaffrey balled out. The players you got balled out, it was a wash. You didn't make a bad move. But if McCaffrey got hurt and he did, you had all this other value. And now people that didn't trade McCaffrey, especially for his dynasty, are now stuck with him. And in redraft, people that didn't trade McCaffrey lost their league because they could have got a Cord Daryl and a Tyreek Hill. Self-sabotage is a real tough thing to identify and figure out with your own process because you're going to confuse it with buy low and sell high. Self-sabotage can be easy to figure out if you have a pattern of predicting something right, but jumping ship too early and watching somebody else benefit from what you predicted. Example, Justin Jefferson. You like him, you like him, you, you pump him up, you draft him early, and then for whatever reason, you are very prone to trading said player even before week one kicks off, even before week four occurs if you firmly believe a player is going to be elite you must only make trades that are ridiculous in your advantage the key to not self-sabotaging is make sure from afar stepping away from the, the entire process and evaluating the trade from afar you got to be winning the deal if you aren't winning the deal and the other owners confused and losing the deal don't make a trade Don't make a trade unless you're winning the deal. Smitty, that sounds so obvious. Am I gonna accept a trade that I'm losing? Yeah, most people, when they self-sabotage, accept a very bad deal that even themselves, five minutes later, would not accept. Tell me I'm wrong. We've all done it. You've done it, I've done it, everybody watching has done it. We have all accepted a trade, probably many of them in our fantasy football career, literally five minutes later sometimes 10 seconds later we would not have we would not have accepted the trade if we had another chance if we had another opportunity you are giving all 11 other opponents in your league far too much credit to assume they won't be vulnerable to at some point during the season multiple times during the season where they too will accept a trade they regret accepting even five minutes later. Why does everybody come to me and say, Smitty, um, nobody's trading in my leagues. It's Smitty, everything you're saying I can't apply. It doesn't work. No one in my leagues do trades like that. This comes from people that send out one or two offers. This comes from people that don't understand that if you offer in masses, you will eventually get just one and all it takes is one, one person to accept in a vulnerable situation in their life in their week in that moment when they're upset at I don't know their job or the fact that their food order was wrong and the player you're talking about was in the news in a negative light for a moment regardless you're giving someone too much credit if you're saying they won't accept a bad offer why does everybody tell me no one accepts those offers in my league when it happens every single day and you too all of us accept bad trade offers once in a while so stop bringing that excuse it is nothing but an excuse to me a poor excuse i don't accept that excuse ever work harder offer more trades keep trying don't give up do not make trades do not make trades that feel really even or you might be losing the deal but we do them everybody does them And i know what you're going to say smitty how am i ever going to trade if i'm only trying to win the deal big because the other owner is going to be like what's in it for me well let me turn those tables again you just did it i did it we've all done it we've all made trades we shouldn't have made i'm saying that you offer a trade that is to your advantage and to the other owner's disadvantage they're probably going to hit no if you offer one trade offer you're not gonna get a deal done. The odds of an owner being in the state that I'm describing where we're accepting something we shouldn't accept, we're accepting something that we would not accept 10 minutes later, that takes volume. If you offer enough trades in volume, you will get one owner to finally accept a deal. If you offer trades in volume, all it takes is one, you are upping the odds of a bad trade for the other owner getting accepted. If I offer 15 trades in one given week. All of which are to my advantage. All it takes is one time, one moment in time where the other owner is in the spot that I've just described in their head where they accept something they shouldn't accept. That's all you're trying to do. Every trade you make is to try and catch someone off guard that's gonna hit the button, that's gonna regret hitting the button. I'm not in the business of making an even-steven trade. All right, Smitty. I've always been taught you should make a trade that's good for both parties. I'm not in that business. Do I wanna destroy relationships so you can't trade with someone ever again? No, but do I wanna win? Hardcore, every trade I make? Absolutely, that's negotiation 101. And the best way to avoid self-sabotage, and I'll go over trade negotiation, sending out massive amounts of trades, I'll go over all kinds of trade technique videos, on uh, smitty1.com and sleeperu.com. Don't worry. But the best way to avoid self sabotage is to ensure every trade you send out, you are crushing the deal. You're winning every single deal without hesitation, without equivocation. There's no ambiguity. You're winning the deal. If you follow that formula, which is so simple, it seems very obvious, but we all make the mistake of not doing it we make even trades we make trades that look even the next day they don't look so even the lights turn on things don't look the same in the morning don't run away from players because you want to end the relationship first you're afraid they're going to fail another key to not self-sabotaging i would say uh, to end on this note would be to make sure you're playing in a couple leagues the problem we have when we have one league or two leagues i'm not saying to have 20 but three or four is a very comfortable number it gives you the freedom the freedom of not caring when you have one league one dynasty one redraft you are so tied up on what if i make the wrong move what if i don't take this risk what if i take that risk you're in between do you not do anything at all and ruin your chances of dominating and building a good dynasty or making too many moves and destroying it? You're in between all of that. The power of having a couple more leagues dilutes your desire to get one single thing accomplished in your league. You want Najee Harris dynasty. You only play in one dynasty league. You completely sabotage everything to get him. You accept bad trades. But when you play in Two or three dynasty leagues. Again, I'm not saying playing ten, but you play in two or three. You have less concern about owning Najee in one specifically because you got other opportunities to own him. You're more carefree. You're more patient in a in a way. You're patient to not force the issue because it's the only dynasty league you have. How many of you out there? And I'm a victim of this too. I've learned from it. It's been part of my training and improving my own self as a drafter and an owner, I used to do this. I would force a trade because I want a player. I want him in Dynasty. I'll do everything I can to get him, and I destroy everything around it, self-sabotage my team because I'm forcing the trade and acquisition of one player. Multiple leagues, win every trade, send out massive amounts of offers. These three things will help keep you in line, in track for less self-sabotaging and the other trainings i'll have in my video course series around trade negotiation how to win a trade draft pick trading all that will help hone in on all this and improve your ability to stave off self-sabotage tendencies but for now early stage development these are your three things you need to look out for usually this content is locked down to sleeperu.com and smitty1.com for those subscribed to the video course but i'm offering a series here and there this being one of them to help lure people into the content so they know what the video series stuff is about on sleeperu.com and smitty1.com i hope you've enjoyed this one and if you want more learning and training and how to get better as a fantasy football owner get on over to smitty1.com or sleeperyou.com and click the video core series image that I have that'll link you to the product. And let's start tearing up 2022. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty!